Welcome to the next episode of the Cannabis Review. I'm delighted to be joined in this episode by Hannah Lushenko, who's the Business Development Director at Canex Poor Pharma. How are you keeping today, Hannah? I'm hi. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm very well. Thank you very much for taking your time to do this. I know you're a very busy person. Do you maybe want to give everybody a, a little overview of your position in the industry and what Canex Poor's objectives are? Yeah, sure, sure. So my name is Hannah. I'm in the medical cannabis industry for five years already. So basically five years ago, Ukrainian investor started a company in Portugal with the intention of cultivating medical cannabis here. And basically, I was the first person who joined the team. At first, I was uh, responsible for planning of the project. Uh, and now I'm mainly focused on the business development, which includes sales, which include access to the new markets, existing one, and, all, and also the commercial activities of the company. Yeah, and Canexpora, basically, we are one of the license holders for cannabis cultivation in Portugal. There are 20 companies, I guess, for that cultivates medical cannabis, and basically, we are one of those. Okay, excellent. I'm going to start off as the first topic with cultivation in Portugal, because you guys have a facility there. Can you explain to everybody the informed um, certification that cultivation companies need in Portugal, and what's the overarching parameters that a company that cultivates in Portugal is going to need to have in place? Yeah, sure. So basically, we are in 2023 and Portugal really kind of is considered to be one of the best uh, one of the best place to cultivate medical cannabis in Europe because the uh, policy is very transparent. The instrument is very familiar with the with the process. So it's quite easy, not, not easy, but it's very kind of logical how to get the license here in Portugal. And as I said, there are already 20 companies in place. New players are coming, uh, and yes, yeah, so the, the, the idea is that the, the first step is to get the pre-license, which is kind of you submit the documents to get, um, uh, to give Informat idea basically what are you doing, what is the what is the plan of yours, and then you start uh, building the facility, and once you do this, you go through the GCP and GMP process, and if you do this, you can cultivate and you can process the product we see in Portugal. And you guys are an indoor facility against outdoor? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the logic of Portugal is that since the climate is very good, there are a lot of uh, companies on the south that is cultivating basically in the greenhouse. We chose a bit different strategy. So we cultivate indoor uh, because we kind of value consistency of the product. We value purity of the product. Uh, our product do not need radiation. And because of this, we always focus on kind of making sure that our product is very high quality. Uh, yeah, that what makes us a bit different from some other companies and when it comes to the genetics and picking the strain that you guys are going to cultivate and grow do is your head of cultivation uh, expertise from outside of europe or from inside of europe well we, basically uh, our uh, main head grower is from uh he was working previously in colombia so basically, we hired him from, from there. So he had experience uh, outside of Europe, but also according to GCP standards. Incredible. So once the product is cultivated in Portugal, we're, we've got a lot of new markets that are popping up in the EU. Do you maybe want to give us an overview of what are your top two or three new markets that you see in the EU over the coming years? And uh, what are some places that may be going under the radar currently? 
Sure. So currently we are selling the product to Germany. We have a partnership with Sanity Group. Uh, we really like each other, I guess. Uh, we, I think we found our synergy. Uh, when it comes to the new markets, to be very honest, UK is hot topic, obviously. Uh, and I personally very much believe in the Polish market. To be For me, it seems that the Polish market is at a very good stage of development. Uh, basically, uh, from 2022 to 2022, from 2021 to 2022, the market tripled. Uh, people are already get used to the fact that it's possible to get in pharmacy prescriptions for medical cannabis. And also Poland has very long history with the CBD market. So basically the Poland was the pioneer in this industry. And because of this, people are really kind of get used to the fact that cannabis can be consumed and have a lot of uh, natural and positive effects on the body. So yeah, that's that's Polish is the for me is one of the hardest uh, subject right now. Uh, subjects right now. And obviously, Poland has such a, a long manufacturing history and are one of the powerhouses of Europe when it comes to this. Do you see uh, the manufacturing of edibles, let's say, or pre-rolls, as Poland being one of these territories when this does become a viable uh, product market for consumers? Uh, well, to be very honest, I'm very skeptical about the whole uh, possibility of uh, distributing of distributing uh, edibles in Europe, because once again, in Europe, cannabis is considered to be pharmaceutical industry. What what makes Poland different is that, for instance, in Poland, there is possibility to sell vapes. There are some um, pharmacies that produce vapes uh, in in Poland, and it's actually quite a unique because I don't think this possibility exists in Germany, for instance. Uh, yeah, but when it comes to the recreational market, let's say since no one, no one, none of the countries is yet uh, recreational in Europe, it's very difficult to predict what would happen. Do you see any country regulating cannabis for use purposes within the next three to five years, or do you think it's going to be a medically dominant sector? Well, everybody had high hopes uh, when it comes to Germany. Uh, as we know, it did not happen, at least the way everybody expected it to happen. Uh, so we'll see. But in any way, in any case, Germany is always a pioneer in the industry in, in Europe. So I think most likely the Germany would be the first one. And what is the level of competition in Germany for supplying flour at the moment? Is it pretty extensive or are there are a few companies that are well established? Obviously, you guys have your distribution agreement with the Sanity Group. Uh, I won't lie. It is competitive. <laughs> um, but if you produce good product, if you know what you're doing, if you understand the logic that the buyers have when it comes to the purchasing the product, then you're good, I guess. When it comes to if you cultivate flower in Portugal and it's been distributed in Germany, are there specific fulfillment centers that let's say the sanity group as your partner would have where the product is shipped into and it's stored before distribution nationwide? And what are the, the levels of um, security and commands that are required for these distribution centers? Well, uh, there are GMP partners for, because we, for instance, do not have GMPs. So for us to uh, sell the product directly to Germany, we need first the product to be processed within the GMP facility. So this is one of the uh, 
partner of ours. When it comes to the distribution, it depends on the what the buyer have, what the company in Germany has. So we also have our own distribution entity. Uh, but basically, being able to import the product into Germany is not that difficult, let's say. There are players who can help with that. I wanted to move on now to Ukraine's and cannabis as a lady who's born in Ukraine and as a Ukrainian-owned company. I've read a lot of headlines and seen a lot of articles over the last couple of weeks uh, where there was no real depth to what we're talking about. Can you maybe give everybody an overview of what is happening currently in Ukraine when it comes to cannabis and how optimistic are you that this is potentially going to be a big new market? I'm actually very optimistic, to be very honest, taking into account that I'm Ukrainian. I personally saw three waves of trying to legalize cannabis in Ukraine. So first one started even with the previous government. Uh, there is a specific group of people who are pushing the law for four years already, and I'm really happy that we finally succeeded doing this. So the idea is the following. Basically, the country understands high need in cannabis right now because we have a lot of patients and we have military who are in pain constantly. And cannabis is considered to be a best kind of treatment for this, right? And because of this, Zelensky announced that please legalize medical cannabis because we need it and the, and the parliament did it. So uh, the law was adopted in the first hearing. Uh, the next step would be second hearing and basically it might be a case that the law will change a lot so the idea is that currently the law is not perfect because it allows cultivation within ukraine so i anticipate that a lot of cultivation facility would appear in the let's say once the law is adopted however the law prohibits import of uh, medical cannabis in the form of api and the, in the form of herbal medicine drug as it being sold in Europe. So only uh, import of Finnish pharmaceutical product is allowed, which is a problem. Uh, because of this, last week, the whole week I spent in Ukraine, I was invited as an expert to um, explain how it works in Europe. So my job was to show example of Germany. My, uh, I was explaining how it works in Poland, uh, regulatory-wise, to allow actually import of the product. Why it's important? Because once again, the whole idea of the law is to allow uh, cannabis consumption we see in Ukraine for those who are in need and if we stick only to Ukrainian product the product will appear, will appear on the market only in, until like not until 2028 right because of this uh, my job was to explain how it works in Europe how to how to draw a lot away it allows quick access to medical cannabis. And to be very honest, I have high hopes. Uh, it's very early to say because the second hearing uh, of the law would happen somewhere in September. Before that, uh, there would be a lot of discussion in the parliamentary committee. But to be very honest, it seems that the position was heard. It seems that there is an intention of actually bringing cannabis into Ukraine. And so previously until date, there was no medical cannabis program in any way, shape or form in Ukraine? No, no, not at all. Ukraine has one of the strictest uh, law when it comes to cannabis. So currently, if you want to cultivate hemp, cultivate hemp, you have an ability of cultivating hemp only until 0.08% THC in seeds, meaning that Ukraine even have their own variety when it comes to seeds for hemp only because um, those seeds that are allowed in Europe are not allowed in Ukraine. And uh, to be very honest, when it comes to the cannabis, it's very strict regulation. And because of this, 
this uh, law is a huge advancement, really huge advancement. The people who was working very hard on legalizing it for four years did an amazing job, really amazing job, because they kind of uh, showed that it's possible. We need to do this once again, because people, patients, military needs it. To be very honest, I, I personally, uh, since the war started, I, uh, I've obtained quite a lot of inquiries from friends of mine who are in, in military to somehow bring them cannabis. Uh, obviously, it's illegal, but then there were requests mainly because people understood that they needed it by themselves. And when it comes to the German market, do you see that being the key influencer on the European-wide sector? Do you think when the German market is fully fledged and we've got all this legislation and maybe within the next 12 to 18 months we see some sort of returns on the tax amount that's been taken in by the government, do you think that's going to be a big influencer for the likes of Ukraine and Poland? Uh, it will have some impact, but you need to understand that, for instance, if we compare Ukraine and Germany, Ukraine is like eight years behind, right? So uh, let's say <laughs> I working also towards the direction of showing how it works in Germany. So we are kind of a couple of steps ahead. So basically we use already practice that exists in Europe and then we apply it in Ukraine, but we are still far, right? So until the moment there would be actually a market, there's still a couple of years. Uh, but yes, obviously, uh, Germany is a pioneer in, in medical cannabis in Europe. Um, basically, the way Germany thinks the rest of the country follows, like Czech Republic, like Poland. So, for instance, Poland also recognized the German pharmacopoeia. So, yeah, I guess Germany makes uh, uh, a lot of impact on, on, on the European cannabis landscape. It looks as if Europe is heading in a direction where we've got a clearly defined medical market and then the, act, the recreational or adult use market is going to be under the cannabis social clubs, not for profit model. And it looks like that could be implemented across Europe. Do you see that happening yourself? Uh, well, yeah. And the reason for that is the following, right? So the big difference with Europe and, for instance, US is that Europe chose to regulate cannabis as a pharmaceutical industry and it makes a huge difference so there is no kind of in-between process right so either it's pharmaceutical or it's not right when for instance in the US they kind of chose the specific cannabis regulation and because of this I guess uh, Europe moving with the paths of social clubs mainly because uh, there are no other paths possible because once again you cannot put recreational into the pharmaceutical industry right so yeah i guess that would be that that's something that would happen in the future i believe that so we see the example of malta we see spain we see germany following the similar path so yeah i guess it is a part, pattern um for now we're just hitting our time limit for anybody wanting more information on canex pour the website is below it's going to be in all the descriptions hannah thank you very much for taking your time to do this and hopefully within the next 12 months we can have another chat and get an update on what ukraine's potential has become yeah i really hope uh, i would be kind of trying to update you on this uh, i'm kind of using my linkedin for this and yeah i mean like i really have high hopes and it seems to me that there is a high chance that that would actually happen well, we'll have our fingers crossed over here in Ireland that uh, Europe starts progressing at a, a quicker pace than we've seen it progress in the last year or two. But for now, Hanya, thank you very much for taking your time to do this. Thank you so much.
uh, Ian. Thank you. Until next episode, everybody.